Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now, like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and Hey Neve. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Warning, things are about to get intense. Like when you stare into the eyes of someone that you really like for a full minute straight without blinking. Intense, intense heat, lasting plump from the hot new lifter plump from Maybelline, New York. Formulated with chili pepper, lifter plump delivers a heated sensation for an instant lip plumping effect that lasts available in eight sizzling shades honestly my favorite is hot honey and cocoa zing i put it on my lips and honestly it did sizzle them it sizzled them right to the moon they were plump and juicy and everyone was like nicole can i and i'm like get in line can you take the heat find your shade at maybelline.com or a retailer near you Amazon shoppers get 10% off Lifter Plump purchase with code 10PLUMP for a limited time. Why Won't You Date Me, a podcast where me, Nicole Byers, just exploring love and relationships because, you know, after a bunch of episodes, still can't figure out why I'm single. My guest today is a hairstylist, television host, podcaster, and New York Times bestselling author. They are one of the stars of the Emmy award-winning show Queer Eye and the host of Getting Curious with Jonathan Van Ness. You better believe we have Jonathan Van Ness! Hi. That was the best intro I've ever had, but also wouldn't that have been hilarious <laughs> if you would have been like, host of Getting Curious with Jonathan Van Ness, you better believe we have like like some totally other person. <laughs> like I had an intrusive thought that that's what you said. Like, like it's like, it's like that, like, I don't know. That's that funny. But I love you. And I'm so excited I'm here. And I love you so much. I can't stand it. How are you, honey? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? How are things? You know, mm-hmm. they are thinging. Mm-hmm. They are thinging right along. <laughs> the things continue to develop. Yes. One day after another. Uh, yes. Day by day. Step by step. Now, I don't know about this, but... Earlier, that gorgeous baby ran past you in the back. This who is yes, that gorgeous baby's that name? That is Clyde. He's a very good boy. Uh he Does everyone <laughs> here on does everyone know about how cute his tail is? Like that purple accented tail is the cutest thing I've ever seen. And like, and I follow you on it. Do you just not you're not posting about how cute his tail is? Well, okay, I I don't really post things inside my house because that's where I draw a boundary. 
Um, so if I take a picture of him outside where you can't see like a street sign that's near my house, I will post it. But for the most part, I I, uh, I keep him to myself. He's my little boy. I would just double double tap smash like the uh, a picture of that purple tail, like his cute purple tail, like the cutest thing <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Like I like it's the cutest like pop of color, like so cute, so well placed. Like I'm obsessed. Thank you. My favorite question I get is, is that natural? And I'm like, a purple tail on a dog? Yes. Yes, it is. He's part <laughs> He's part uh, eggplant. And purple Weiler. <laughs> yeah, purple Weiler. Or something. Oh, my God. Jonathan, okay. So you are married. Yes. How long have you been married? Um, I have been married for, I'm turning this shit on, do not disturb, don't me fucking bother me, and I'm on the fucking podcast with Nicole. <laughs> um, I've been married for almost, it'll, um, it's been like three and a half years we've been together for, actually, we started dating, we started dating four years ago in two days. Oh, okay. Well, happy almost four year anniversary. I know it's crazy, but our four-year wedding anniversary will be, like, next June. Wait, you've been together four years and you've been married for four years? No, we've been together for, for four years. We've been dating for four years in two days' yes. time. But we okay. will have been married yes. for four years in June, like this coming June. So right now we've been married for, like, three and a half. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I get it, I get it. So wait, you got married, like, six months after meeting? We, well. Oh, my God. We met. We, we met. Just to make it sound not so crazy, we met in March of 2019, then didn't really do anything. Mm -hmm. Then we started hanging out again. I remember, our, like, our second date was, like, October 14th, 2019. Mm -hmm. And then we did get married in June the next year. So, like, uh, yeah, like, eight months after that or something. I love it. A lot of people are like, you should wait. Da -da -da -da. But then I'm like, but if two people want to get married... And if two people want to be together, why wait? Get it done. And if things happen, things happen. But you know, hopefully it won't. Hopefully it'll be it'll be fun. That was certainly our thinking. So who proposed to whom? Well, here's the thing. My husband's British. So when the world shut down in March of 2020, mm -hmm. we had just started saying I love you, like that Valentine's Day. And so I remember calling him and I was like, um, I don't think I'm the type of person who could just like not know when you're going to fuck me um, if these borders mm -hmm. close. Like I can't just like <laughs> go indefinitely without like having sex, you know, because um, mm -hmm. like our whole thing when we were dating long distance was that we went like we didn't go more than two weeks without like seeing each other because he was in the UK okay. and I was over here. So like, it's like our cute little rule. Um, And then and then when that happened, I was like. I think if we're thinking that this is something that we're, like, really want to pursue and take seriously, which, like, I think I do, um, I think you should, like, get on a plane right now and, like, get to Texas, like, right mm -hmm. now. And so he ended up getting unbeknownst to me on, like, the literal last flight, like, out of... He was, like, on, like, one of the last flights, like, out of Heathrow. Mm -hmm. And so then he came here, and then, obviously, the way that immigration works is, like, you know, it was either, like, we spent all the time that we could spend, and then it was either, like, he's going to be here illegally or mm -hmm. you know you're gonna need to get married and so it wasn't yes. really like how we imagined it definitely wasn't how i imagined getting married but i don't really know how i ever imagined it 
you know, anyway. So at first it was really more of like, you know, the immigration lawyer asked us if we wanted to get married, Mm -hmm. you know? And then she was like, if you, like, this is how, you know, if you guys want to stay together, like, this is what you kind of need to do. And I really don't ever like talk about this, but I'm happy to do it with you. But so it kind of started out like not that sexy, you know? Like it was like, we just, there's like something like needed to do. But then after like a couple days, you know, because this was like the middle of May, like end of May of 2020, like it started off feeling a little bit more like necessary. And then it was like really kind of beautiful because like we kind of had to have like all of these really serious talks together, you know, and like figure out like, are we really going to do this and like get married with like a judge Mm -hmm. in our backyard? And like, we, you know, like, is this really like what we're going to do? And it was, it was what we did. And it was really sweet. And our families like joined by Zoom because no one could travel in Mm -hmm. from the United Kingdom by that point, obviously. So like, his parents joined on Zoom. My parents joined on Zoom, which then immediately broke, and they didn't actually see us get married. So when we like <laughs> after we like kissed and like when he's like, "Hey, your husband," like I looked over at the computer and it was black, and I was like, "Oh my god, my mom's like fucking freaking out, like she missed it all." <laughs> so we kind of we like asked each other, and then that was like the story of like how we got married. I love that. I think that's really sweet. So did you do the K? What is it? The K one visa. Is that like when you get married to someone? It is. I watch a lot of 90 Day Fiance and I sound like maybe I know something, but I simply don't. I don't remember that term, but maybe. But now he's got his green card all these years later. So that's Mm -hmm. good. So he's here. We're married. We're happy. Um, Yeah, I don't. I've learned so much like being married. But you know what's interesting? Just this morning, he had a like pickleball lesson and I was so excited Nicole because I got to shit with the door open (laughs) and um I just like I you know when people are like oh I don't have a partner like what it's like I miss shitting with the doors open like I miss not living with someone sometimes like I love my Uh husband and I love living with him but like it is like I just also think like for someone who used to like be really worried about that I didn't have a husband now that I've been mm-hmm. having one, I'm like, the days when you didn't have one were also fun. And I think everyone should really relish shitting with the door open, like farting on the couch when like not care. Like, you know, like I just try to keep a little mystery on my asshole because like we have to have, well, we don't have to have anal sex, but that's my main, that's my, sure, that's, that's my money maker. Enjoy. Yes. yes. And so I do, you know, some gays are more like, you know, humans are humans, but I really do try to like, I try not to fart around Marco a whole lot because I want him to eat my ass a lot. I don't want him to, like, be seeing my stuff. Not that I shit mm-hmm. anyway under the same guise. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but obviously if I did, I want to, like, you know, because obviously I am one of those people who, like, we're human. We shit. Like, there's things. But I, I, I just, it's like going to the play. You don't want to see the backstage. You want to see. Yes. Yeah. You don't want to see how the sausage is made. A little yes. mystery. I mean, for me, I think that's like 10, 15, 20 years down the line, you can see me shit. Or never. Or absolutely never. I don't know. Uh, some people are very comfortable with that. Uh, me personally, no thank you. I like. I also like a little mystery. Yeah, I think if you're really committed to like anal, it is a little bit like, I like to just be like, as least drawing attention to the fact that there's shit in there as possible. Yeah, I mean, sucking dicks, you pee out of a dick, and I yeah. like to not think about that when when I'm sucking a dick. So I would prefer someone 
close the door. Want to hear a funny water sports story? Yes. Okay. Um, I used to have sex with this really hot muscle daddy in West Hollywood when I was in my 20s. He was really, <laughs> really hot. He was so mm-hmm. hot. Um, and this one time I texted him when I was like leaving the clubs and I was like, oh my God, can I come over? And he was like, sure, come over. And so I got over there and we were just having this like hot ass sex. And you know how like after sometimes when you have sex with someone, you're like, oh, let's take a shower. Like, cause you just like had sex, you know? Mm-hmm. So we wouldn't, yeah. and then you know, sometimes like when that happens, like 20 minutes goes by or whatever. And you're like, oh my God, I could almost do it again. Have sex again. Yeah. Yeah. So it was one of those. And so then when we were in the shower, I was like, I think I was like 23 or 24 and I was like, you know what I want? Piss on my chest, like right now. Mm-hmm. Like I've just, I've never explored that before. <laughs> like I think it's gonna be so hot. Like I'm just so ready to try that. And so he was like, "That's hot. Let's do that." And so then the second that the pee touched my chest, uh-huh. I my neck jerked like The Exorcist. Like it jerked like the girl in The Exorcist. Like it jerked to the right, <laughs> and then I had like this immediate because like the sm- it was not what it was cracked out to be is, is what yeah. I quickly. So I was yes. I was like, "Oh no, that's like some stinky yellow piss." And so I yes cranked my head to the side, and it was a it was a curtain shower. Yes. So I turn towards the tile. I start projectile vomiting all over the <gasps> tile. I'm talking like oh, all the liquor no. I drank that night, everything. And now there wasn't food. It was just like that liquor throw up. And it's just like so much liquid. Yes. So he tries to get out of the shower because I start throwing up, right? But he trips. His big toe catches oh, like the edge of the no. bathtub, you know? So he trips. And he rips the whole curtain oh. off the wall, like off the thing, trips over like, falls out of the bathtub. I'm talking like falls hard. And then when I turned my head to be like, oh my uh-huh. God, are you okay? I started throwing up again. Throwing up So like on, now yes. there's vomit on the wall, in the shower, uh-huh. out of the shower, all over oh, and around no. his ankles oh. and stuff. So obviously oh. after that, we never took, we never talked again. We never had sex no. again. That was the end all be no. all. And there's even another angle to this story that's even another thing. <sighs> He had this roommate. He had this roommate who was also cute, but I could tell mm-hmm. that the roommate wanted to like smear my blood on the walls every time I walked in that house because I, I knew mm-hmm. that the roommate wanted him, like wanted the roommate. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And okay. I don't know if they were like, I, I don't know what their deal was because this was very just sex. Like I didn't care about this guy. Like they were just, he just was really in my arousal template, really shivering mm-hmm. my timbers. And that's, you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> and, and so, but this guy would always just stare daggers into me and I'd be walking upstairs and I would kind of be like, you know, and I'd walk by, but he was mm-hmm. awake when I left that night. He was awake and he was oh. on that couch at three in the fucking morning. And I know that he knew what happened after. Like, I know either he told him or he heard because, I mean, there was falling. There was barfing. <laughs> there was noise. It was loud. And he got like, I didn't have like a cool ending in that story. And that probably made that gay happy. And that's always made me mad. I mean, that is probably just a party story that this person tells all the time. I wonder if they know it's me in retrospect. Like, do you ever, like, do you think that they were like, oh, my Mm. God, that guy that threw up all over you? Like, that was a young JVN. I mean, maybe. I once peed on a man's floor because I was so drunk and we, like, kind of stayed in touch. So he definitely remembers me and knows who I am. And I know it's a story he tells his friends. Um, so honestly, I do think it's you, but that's legendary and iconic that they have that you gave them that gift. Will you tell me your peeing on the floor story? Has yes. this podcast heard that before? 
This I don't know. Mars, have I told it before? Yes, because I had him on. But I can tell you the Cliff Notes version. <laughs> so I met him at a dance party uh, at the Apple Store where Diplo was DJing, which is just a mouth of... Yeah, what... So I meet him, we exchange numbers, he invites me to his party in Brooklyn, I go, and I he seemed a little gay, which is uh. honestly fine, but whatever, and I drink like a whole bottle of vodka, and he's talking to me, and I'm like, but you're gay, just like in the most aggressive way for, uh, just bad. So then... Um, I was climbing down this ladder and down the stairs to leave with my friend, Shallon, and I tripped down the stairs, tumbled down the stairs, passed out, and then they couldn't wake me up, so they wheeled me to the living room, let me sleep on the floor of the living room. I woke up and I was like, I definitely peed on this man's floor. Um, I don't, oh no, I'm like, what? One of my contacts had come out. I was wearing blue contacts at the time. One I was brown, <laughs> one I was blue. Tracks in my hair were coming out, and then I like leave. I just leave, and I'm like in the streets of Brooklyn. My ankle is swollen. I take a cab home. My roommate at the time was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> and then I we truly never spoke again. He was like, "Be well," and I was like, "Okay." But then we like reconnected on Twitter, and then I had him on the podcast, and he was like, "Yeah, you just were a." You were a little, you were intense. <laughs> yeah, truly wild. Um, yeah, dating in your early 20s is just a time to be feral and insane. So insane. Yeah, that's the that's even better than I thought. But my early, I was saying so insane just thinking about my own 20s, not your story. But that story is iconic, beautiful. Thank you for bringing me Thank in, for holding you. me closer through that story. Thank that was you. like, yes. I needed it. I needed a win. And that story <laughs> was a win for me. Um, what is like another terrible dating story where maybe it's the other person who's the problem? Okay, here's one. Uh, this is why you have to be careful of Raya. So I okay. met this guy on Raya who is like, Again, gorgeous, giving muscles, giving gorgeousity. Mm-hmm. This was this was 2018, freshly post queer eye, like freshly okay. post queer eye. So just everyone is excited. Yeah, everyone's excited, and um, I meet this guy, and he's like, like, let's go on a date, and so we go, and then he's like, do you want to go back to your place? And I'm like, sure. And and the date was like a lunch date. It was like it was like a it was like a weekend, and we like got lunch or something. Like the sun was out, mm-hmm. but then it was like cute, and I'd had like a day drink, and then he's like, do you want to come? And so we're so we and and it was right. Like the leaven was good. The body was on fire. It was giving mm-hmm. girthy. I was feeling ooh really yes. nice. So I was feeling like really nice, and I was like, ooh, this could be someone because like you know, like so you just like have those first dates, and like this just like amazing chemistry. Yes. And I was just like, this guy's like so hot then we're sitting on the couch with his come inside me and there's this pounding at my door and i'm like this he's got an ex or something like what like who's this crazy uh-huh. person at the door who's the one crazier person than someone's ex that you would never want pounding on your door on a first date who's the one person even more than an ex that would be a bigger red flag Pounding on your door in the first date. Their mother. Yes! Exactly! His mother with two fucking dogs. 
And she's like, what? you fucking left me to go fuck someone with these two fucking dogs. Take these fucking dogs. I'm not going to watch your fucking dogs. So, and, and that's all I can hear. The door's not even open yet. What the fuck? She followed him? I don't know if the location was on his phone, if there was a following. I don't know how the fuck. I don't know if she was waiting oh out. My. I don't fucking know. So she, so she, so then he goes to the door, opens the door. She's standing there. They're screaming at each other. She doesn't like animal abuse the dogs, throw them inside, uh-huh. but she like aggressively gives the leashes to him and is like, yes. take your fucking dogs. And she leaves. And then he's like, that was my mom. Um, you know, I just moved <laughs> back here. Like I'm living with her and I'm like, uh, I, I realized okay. later that they were living together a lot longer than just recently. Um, uh-huh. he was a mess. So we, we, I tried to date him for a couple months because like I said, the dick was so good. I was confused. I tried. <laughs> it, it was not, it, it was, it was not. That was like a really good way to just like, but but I even tried more after that date. Like it wasn't immediate. Like it took me a minute of, like that's how good it was. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that and so then we and then I was like, well, that's cool. And then he was like, well, can I get a ride home? Like so I ended up having to like give him a ride home with these dogs because like I guess the mom took the car or something. I don't uh-huh. even know. That's so funny that you continue to try to date this person because honestly, I identify with that. I'd be like, I can make this work. I've met mom, you know, mom's a, a little tough, you know, she'll be <laughs> around. Uh, this can't get any worse than this. Maybe, maybe we'll, I'll get along with mom. Maybe this will be good. Yeah. I- <laughs> it's intense. I like to. Yeah, totally. <laughs> It was that. Oh my god, that is so wild! How truly incredible! Can we talk about the emotional intimacy of you knowing that though? Like, I loved that. I was like, "Who's the one person?" And like, I, or or maybe that's just like way obvious or something. But like, I loved that you were just like his mom. That was really good. Well, I was like, in ex, that's terrible. A sibling, who cares? A cousin, whatever. And then it's like, yeah, you don't want to, you don't want your mother coming to the hookup being like, you just got pounded. Take your dogs. Like, that's wild. Yeah. I'm obsessed. Real quick, we have to take a break. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing, fast, free shipping and returns, and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things. And Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to newly.com, N U U. 
L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions, and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> Without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. Ooh, we're back. Oh my God, I feel like you're filled with dating stories. Um, I'm not as of recent. I'm take I took a break from dating and now I'm trying to jump back in. But these people on the apps are absolutely just the worst. Don't some hot guys get in your DMs? Not at all. They are they turned on? Listen, I my DMs are open. You can DM me. Uh no with your pole dancing truly, guys are not trying to like and girls are not trying to send you pick with the, with your pole. What? That makes me mad. No, if I was straight, I would no. be in your DMs. I would have been in fact, if I was straight and you were into like long-haired, effeminate, <laughs> like non-binary people or something, uh-huh. or even if I was bi and you were into that, like I, that I just think this is like a literal travesty. You are so hot. Like even if you weren't Thank funny you. and everything, like you are no, like you're pole dancing alone. Like the titties, the body, the face, the sultriness. Like how you fucking just careen and caress around it. I'm actually getting the chills on my triceps just thinking about it. And I think I've told you this before. I really, yes. I, I think I've told you that I like, I've been in your DMS telling you about how much I love the pole dancing content. Haven't I? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, I just think it's like really have. strong. I just think it's like really strong. It's like very, I know, like, I'm like, do I have COVID or am I just attracted to you? No, <laughs> no. Like I'm getting chills on my thighs. Like, no, I, I literally like, I, I have to, I'm getting chills on my thighs thinking about <laughs> your literal. Do you, do you see this? Do you, do you see the goosebumps on my thighs right now? I do see the goosebumps. Girl, just oh thinking about it. It's the saucy I've saunter. I rocked for, you. It's the saucy saunter. Like, I really like it when you, like, take the, and then you, like, walk around it. Like, I just, like, that's, like, you just, your body's so good on that fucking thing. Like, I just am obsessed. Thank and the fact you. that people are not DMing you to be, like, I want to, like, I don't know how much of a gay man sexually you are, but I like it when people are just... <laughs> 
I don't like it when people are like, hey, how are you? Like, I like, you know, if you like don't lead with the hole pick or whatever, and like, show me your hole. <laughs> like, 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 I think that's so flattering. I like, used to be that girl. Be like, show me that dick. Show me what you're working with. But now I'm like, I've moved into a different era where I'm I'm in my relationship era where I'm like, let me get to know you first and see if I actually like you before I fuck you so I don't make up shit about how much I like you. But as it, it can be torsos. It can be dicks. It's just like the flirt. I just, I like it when people are like forward flirtily mm-hmm. in DMs. I just think that's like sweet and it's like, it's like validating or something. I mean, it does make me feel good when someone is like, you, you're hot. And I get that so far and few, but the people on Tinder... They've been uh, DMing me, uh, or not DMing me, they've been messaging me. But like, I keep having these messages that go to nowhere. Like, I talked to this one guy about Beyonce, back and forth about Beyonce. What? And that's it. And I was like, okay. Wow, so Nicole. Wait, 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 wait a goddamn fucking minute. Because I'm on your profile right now, okay? I'm on your Instagram right now. And I think I know why people are trying to set, like, I had to just scroll down. Like, I nearly just sprained my thumbs. Okay, well, I will say that your one pin thing on your special, you are giving me, like, a little midriff, which is a relief. It's Uh like you're giving me a little bit of midriff. But I got to scroll down so far. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight, nine, ten, eleven. <laughs> eleven lines to get to our first bathing suit pick. I don't know if I'm like sexualizing you to our core. Maybe we should edit it out, but I'm just saying eleven lines. And I don't even know when the last time we did you like is the did was there an ankle injury or something? Yeah. And like 17th, like I even July 17th is the last damn. Come on. This is so good. <laughs> We're just like upside down in the scams and stuff. Like, yes, Queen. I haven't. Double tapping this. I just I just think you would be getting more flirty kins if we mm-hmm. like yeah, like this like kitty and vibe by Nicole Byer. Yes, please, double tapping that. I just think we need a little bit more swimsuit picks, a little more body adi mm-hmm. a little bit more pole dancing era. Yeah, this era. Like this era for me is just like uh-huh. I love I love this era. And this is like a subtle, like quiet luxury with a paltro sexy, you know what I'm saying? It's not all like it's oh, quiet luxury, like labelless. You. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Quiet luxury. <laughs> yeah, because it's like it's not all like every. You know, it's just like it's like ooh, like you just me ah this outfit. How dare you make this into one video? <laughs> this is not one video. This was two. You guys, if you go back to her Instagram on the Fourth of July, she has this incredible pole dancing video. But you have this outfit change in the middle that is really two videos. Do you want me to start consulting on your social? Yes. I will if you want. You don't have to say it right now. No, yes, absolutely. Consult on my Instagram, please. Or was this the same day, but then you just put on shoes? It's the same day. Just an outfit and change. And I just I just put on some shoes and took off some pants and Yeah, that was like that was like you could have got like four reels out of that. I wish I was there. It's okay. <laughs> I just think, oh my god, this picture I'm obsessed with. I'm I'm really glad that I'm really analyzing the IG now. I think that my algorithm had like fucked me right off because okay, we're really it's gonna show me you first from now on. I was like never making that mistake again. Okay. Wow. Uh you guys, if you're listening to this, you guys need to start DMing Nicole more, like more salt, like sultry, slutty vibes. Yes. 
And not even dicks or vaginas, just like torso, like even like subtle, quiet luxury, like flirty. Yes. Show me a face. Show me a bicep. I'll take a leg. What about an armpit? <laughs> Are you into, I love like a pit I'm, and like chest hair. You draw the line there. Once I get to know someone, no, once I get to know someone, I like to snuggle in a little armpit. Yes. Love. Once I like someone's scent, I just like want to be all up in there. <sighs> Wait, so <laughs> what's your, so, so I, what's, we we so tell me more about the Tinder. What's going on with your date? So, so what's the happening? Tinder is not going great. Uh, I keep having conversations that go to nowhere. I talked to this man for three days about Beyonce, and then oh, I yeah. just didn't answer his last question, and he never responded again. Another guy was just like, how are you? And I was like, I'm great. I did X, Y, and Z this weekend. What did you do? And then he was like, oh, you know, just like clean my house a little. And then I didn't answer because I was like, do you want to ask me out? Like, do you want to... I, I just feel like people are trying to get to know me on the app, and I think that's an insane thing. You can't get to know someone on the app. Just like, let's go out and let's see what happens. We don't know each other anything. One date, and we could be out. Or we can go on one date, two date, three date, four date, and maybe something nice happens. I don't I don't no? align with that, Nicole. I think that's like the furthest apart we've been on the, anything that we talked about. Really? Yeah, I do need like a little, like when I was dating, and like, like yeah, I need like a little... Like, not for weeks, but, like, but, yeah, I need, like, a little tickling of the taint conversationally to even know if I want to leave my house. But <laughs> you don't smoke weed, huh? I don't smoke weed specifically because uh, I, I get the munchies very, very badly, and it is very hard for me to control. And I feel... I'm trying to be a little bit more healthier, and I just crave garbage, so, I feel you. and the Postmates Same. brings me the things. So oh, the I have curtailed it. No, that's, I, 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 but I just think, I think for stoners though, it's like, if you're going to leave the house, like I'm not doing that just fucking willy nilly because we match. <laughs> like I need to know that like the, that the date is going to like, but I mean, Beyonce conversations to nowhere and like, like. Like, I don't need to, like, know what you like for breakfast on the app, but, like, I need to know that we mm -hmm. can have, like, a cute repertoire, a little back and forth, if you will. So maybe, maybe just, like, a little bit more chatting, like, because, yeah. I guess, maybe, but at that point, the whole Beyonce, the Beyonce conversation had been going on for, like, a week and a half. And I was like, well, a that's week kind of a flag. Like, what's who's who was talking to you about Beyonce for ten days? I mean, he was a real cutie, but I don't, I don't know what his deal was. It's the second time where you said you thought someone was a little gay. He might be a little gay. Yes, Maybe that's, that's what, what it is. is. Now, not to go on such a hard right, but yes, did you do your own makeup today? Like, let's tell everyone no, about I how didn't. No, the snatch on your fucking goddamn <laughs> face today is. Is so pretty. Thank you. My makeup artist wow. Jen Fergozo. She is truly incredible. She's been my artist for a while. Um, I did the talk today. So if you want to see more pole dancing, I teach them how to do a fireman spin on uh, the talk. But then I got home and I was like, ah, shit. I taught them the wrong way how to do it. But you know what? Whatever. A couple of them got around the pole, so it's good. 
And gymnastics, when you like do something, like when it's like you know called the like the like the you know like the like the biles or like like that could be the mm-hmm. buyer, like that's like the buyer fire. It could be spin. the buyer. Or yes, incorrect fireman, the buyer. Wait, what's how did you get into you... gymnastics? What? What's the thing when what? I'm not trying to tell you what questions we're going to talk about on your podcast. I'm a dumb bitch from hell, so just punch me in the face. But on your Instagram, no, you're what's fine. that cool move when you reverse grab the pole? Like when you kind of go backwards and you catch it like kind of going backwards, you know? It's literally called a reverse grab. I love – that was a cool move. Thank you. It took me a that very a long cool time move. to trust my arm because it's you have to be comfortable with a one-arm spin for – just a millisecond, but like that trust is very scary. Trusting now, you did it. Yes. Wait, how did you get into gymnastics? Tell me about that. Oh my god, I'm like, dog. Well, I'm gonna be here till like ten o'clock. Tank and be like, I have to go, and I'm like, no, because then <laughs> the Magnificent Seven in 1996. Um, <laughs> no, so yeah, it's like we're going way back, girl. Um, I just Weekend? always loved it. I, I, I fell in love with gymnastics, like. When I was, like, four or five, like, just from watching it on TV, like, Barcelona 1992 games, Shannon Miller, Kim Zameskel mm-hmm. changed my life. I was just like, oh, my God, these girls. Um, Betty Okino, Dominique Dawes, she wasn't in – actually, Dominique Dawes was in 92. She, in fact, Dominique Dawes was the first American gymnast to medal in three consecutive Olympics. She got team bronze in 92. She got team gold and in individual floor bronze in 96. And then in 2000, she won team bronze, but she would not get that medal in 2010 when they realized that two of the Chinese gymnasts were like 12. And so then they stripped them of those medals and then it got our fourth place up to third place. Wow. Yeah. Maybe they were 13. Yeah, okay. But yeah, Dominique, so that's how Dominique snuck in there to get her third medal, but, you know, kind of anticlimactic getting it 10 years later. But yeah, so I mean, just grew up <laughs> loving it. Like I'd watch like Worlds every year. Like it was always like, like back when you would have to like tape things. Like I just would like be looking on the TV Guide channel, like because I never knew when something would be on and it was like pre-internet. I just like mm-hmm. loved gymnastics so much. And then in high school on a dare in like eighth grade, I tried out for cheerleading and then I made it, but I was not good at it because I couldn't tumble and mm-hmm. I couldn't do any of the tricks. And I got made fun of so much. I was like, maybe if I got like able to do stuff, like then people would think I was like more cool or something. So then I just like worked Mm -hmm. really hard to learn to just because also like at the time I got like kind of social capital for the first time because like the girls were like nice to me and like I got bullied so much that then all of a sudden once I made cheer, like the girls kind of stood up for me and like made people be kind of nicer to me or something. Mm -hmm. So, but then like, I could only try out for football, soccer, because I couldn't do a roundoff back handspring. But if you could do a roundoff back handspring, you could try out for basketball. And I was like, I want that good 365-year-around protection socially. (laughs) Um, So uh, I worked really hard, like, my freshman year of high school to get, like, a roundoff back handspring, which is just, like, you know what a roundoff is? Of course. It's a cartwheel where you put your two legs together. Thank you, Nicole Miss Byer. You got it. So yeah, Mm -hmm. roundoff back handspring. But I, w- I used to, like, cry myself to sleep. Like, I remember, like, I was like, I'll never get this. Like, I was so far away from being able to do it. And I remember my gymnastics coach in junior high said to me, or, like, my cheer coach that taught me how to do a roundup by Canspring, her name was Debbie. And she was like, I've never seen someone with less natural ability learn how to tumble. You get over on sheer determination. And she was so right. Because um, I'm pretty <laughs> tall. And I don't really have the body type to be, like, a great gymnast. Mm-hmm. Um... And so, yeah, it was, like, kind of a heart slogger. I also had, like, a huge mental block, like, 
really terrified of going backwards. Like, I'm not kidding you. Like, yes. really, really scared. Um, and I actually wrote, like, a whole chapter about that in my first book and over the top, like, talking about, like, my journey in gymnastics. But so then I, I cheered, you know, through college, like, through my freshman year of college um, for one semester because I got kicked off the squad and flunked out of college because, like, Got a 1.7 GPA, whoops. Um, so, but then Ooh. after 17, I didn't really ever do gymnastics again. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think every former cheerleader does this thing where, like, once a year when you're, like, drunk in public, you try to do, a, like, a roundout back handspring or a standing back handspring. <laughs> it's like a party trick. Mm-hmm. And I did do that uh, up until, like, I realized that, like, oh, if I, like, break my wrist, I can't do hair, so I better stop. Like, I don't want to, like, do mm-hmm. that and, like, hurt myself. Because, um, like, who's going to, like, take care of my cats? And then... When Queer Eye started and I started doing stand-up, like, there was this one night in Portland where I was like, I can afford to break my wrist. And I was, Mm -hmm. like, on stage, I was like, do you guys want to see me do my annual backflip? And they were like, the whole auditorium was like, no. And then I was like, (laughs) because they thought that I was going to hurt myself or something. And then I was like, well, I'm going to gag these hoes right now and show them that I'm not kidding. And so I did it. And then after that show, I was like, oh, my God. Like, you have a whole audience. Like, what are they going to do? Just, like, get up and leave because you do gymnastics? Like, you should start, like, incorporating this into your routine. And so then I, like, started really seriously, like, going back to, like, adult tumbling and, like, really seriously doing it again. And then I did work it into, like, my first two tours, which I don't do gymnastics before my show for fun and slutty because I needed a break because my body was going to break in half from, like, Mm -hmm. traveling so much and doing gymnastics at 10 o'clock at night at 36 years old. (laughs) Um, But I am going to bring it back for my tour next year, which, like, you heard it here first. I'm doing this, like... I'm going to do this, like, other tour next year, and I'm going to, like, base it from, like, a few cities and do, like, a couple nights in that city, you know? So, like, I don't, Mm -hmm. like, it's, like, not as, so it doesn't hurt so bad. So I'm going to bring it back, and then I'm only, and then moving forward, I'm only going to do gymnastics in my tour on Olympic years. Because you can't just be doing gymnastics all the time. That's going to be my new shtick. That's going to be my new thing. That's incredible. I love that. I think I want to take an adult tumbling class and I'm a little nervous about it, but I think it would be really fun. I can still, I, I do my annual cartwheel. I <laughs> Yes. Do you know like what like the tumble track is? Yeah. It's a, what, it's like a trampoline but, but it's not so bouncy, right? Yeah, there's like, it's like, it's like an air track kinda, and then there is like long trampolines, and then there's like the rod floor, but the place where I shot that Uber Eats commercial with Simone Biles, not to mm-hmm. like name drop, but it's true. Uh, it's in I Culver mean, City. How ahead. far away are you from that? I am a little far from Culver City. Because they do have adult tumbling classes there like twice a week. That, and they're really nice. And it's like a really nice place. Like they have like really good equipment. And What's like, it called? I'm actually going to text you after this. But if you look up like gymnastics Perfect. place in Culver City, you'll find it. Because it's like the only one. Another place you could hit up. And I've tumbled with them before. It's really fucking fun. And I bet they would totally have you. Is the UCLA gymnastics team. Like they like oh me and Amanda God. Seals went and did gymnastics with them like last year. And it was so fun. I bet they would totally give you like a gorgeous beginner, like fucking like like skills class, honey. Like let's be but I mean, you could 100 percent get a roundup back handspring. You could get a tuck. You could get front stuff for sure. I would love to. I Because I took gymnastics for a while, and I talk about this in my book, and I quit because one of the girls in class called me fat. And I was like, well, I guess that's a bad thing, and I guess I don't come back to gymnastics anymore. And now I feel like pole dancing is my 
adult gymnastics where I'm like, I feel good. I'm moving my body. I am, you know, contorting and being upside down and doing all that stuff. But I would love to just get back into gymnastics, gymnastics and be like, no, no. Just because you're fat doesn't mean you can't do stuff. You just do it a little differently or whatever. It's also like kind of shocking how much it's not that. I mean, it is. It's like like the technique is still the technique, you know, like you got to put your arms up and you got to like wait till you get like, you know, it's like you can fucking do it and like you can 100% do it. Have you ever seen that like really amazing diver boy, like that diver guy on Instagram? Yes. Like yes. he is the incredible. most incredible athlete. I love his work. Anytime yeah. my explore page shows me him, I'm like, I'm I double get tapping. I'm so excited. Yes, it's I so love his great. work. Because when a bigger body can do something like that, I'm like, you don't understand how much stronger they are than a smaller person who can do that. Because Hell yes. you're carrying extra weight and you're just like, your core is there. Like it's... I'm just about, I'm about health at every size. I'm also about, if you don't want to be healthy, you don't got to be. Just, if you're happy, you're happy. And also, when you said that, like, the the way that we're, like, aligned, I'm, like, scared. But it was, like, core. Like, what do, what do these yeah. hoes even know about fucking core? Okay, I need... Core strength. Core strength. You, core strength, honey. These, these yeah. fucking people. Okay. I bet our okay. core is, like, my... Fuck your core. You know what I mean? These hoes could never. <laughs> you I've had it. Whenever people comment on my pole and they're like, strong pole, I'm like, yeah, but also strong fat lady climbing up it. You, I mean, the pole is doing the least impressive thing. I hate Come comments on. so much. I Come hate on. comments so much. Okay, we have to take one more break. Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like 
is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DateMe today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DateMe. Not to go back to um your glam today, but also the goddess braids are really giving it to me. Like, I love these goddess right? braids so much. Like, goddess braids are just, like, everything. Like, I love them. I, I will say that, like, if I was gonna get resoundingly canceled on Instagram. <laughs> like, if there was, like, one thing that, like, my inner, like, white girl just wants so bad, but, like, I'm just not fucking doing it. It's mm-hmm. goddess braids. Like, every time I see, like, a gorgeous set of, like, of goddess braids, I like, in, in my meet and greets, like, anytime I see goddess braids, I'm like, oh, like, I just, everything about, like, <laughs> the waves, like, the, like, the unbraided ends that are wavy, but then the mm-hmm. braided mid-lengths, and just, like, the, it's, it's touching on, like, everything that was right about the 90s, like, from Moesha, yes. but then just, like, modern, yes. but it's, like, and it's, like, I would kill for, oh, wait, actually, I'm not gonna say that. I love Brandy so much, um, Um, but yeah like I just love her and I really love goddess braids and I what are you doing down there girl get up here listen 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 I love them they're very versatile and they're nice and uh they're good in the water honest like they're they're better than just regular box braids for me also human hair honey I can flat iron them. I can curl them. I can do everything. Yeah, I really, like, I, I'd seen goddess braids, but I didn't know the terminology for goddess braids until the New Orleans season of Queer Eye. And then I got to mm-hmm. work with this girl on Instagram whose name is Nola Braider, and I'm so fucking obsessed with her. Like, I follow the shit out of her. Like, the hair that she does in New Orleans is, like, mm-hmm. so next level. Like, her salon and, like, the, bra- like, the skill level to slay. Like, they're gorgeous. And then ever since then, I've just been like, goddess braids. Like, love a goddess braid. I love but I also it. just want to say, note to white people, see me not doing it. See me loving <laughs> and, like, not do Like, so just, like, <laughs> don't fucking do it, you guys. Just, like, don't be a stupid fucking nightmare. Okay? Just don't do it. But, yeah, goddess braids, <laughs> I'm just, like, obsessed. So pretty. How did you get into hair? Kind of similar as gymnastics. Like, I was... Minding my own business, watching the 1992 Olympics, and I was like, these slayed ponies mm-hmm. with, like, glitter in their hair and, like, these tight, tight buns with all these barrettes and these little, like, cylindrical fringes, like, just loving the hair. I also, ashamedly, was such a beauty pageant queen, mostly because my mom would make, like, score sheets and we would, like, not, like, score, but I always just, we were trying to predict, like, what, co- or what states and what countries would make it to the next uh-huh. round, you know? So that was, and I I only did that based off of how much I like their hair or not, because I was like four, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. No, I get it. So that was kind of that. It was like, like, like pageants, and then like I, but also like gymnastics and figure skating. Like I loved their hair, and I've always just mm-hmm. I always loved hair, and I was always like trying to figure out like how to style it, how it works, like why does it make people feel good. I, I and I think it also taught me really early that like it was something that. I think for queer people, we are, like, like you're trying to, like, survive. So you're trying to, like, connect with people because, like, you know, you need mm-hmm. to connect with people in order to, like, survive. And I think that you're often beauty and talking about beauty is something that, like, the world shows you early that, like, there could be a place for you there. 
And so I think that that was like part of it. And then also I think Mm -hmm. part of it was that there was like this genuine interest and like thirst for like understanding it and expressing myself through hair. So yeah, I think that was kind of how I got into it. And then I went to hair school and remember like the week before I started hair school, I was like, what if I hate it? Like, what if I only think that I like it because I'm mm-hmm. like a fucking gigantic homosexual? Like, what if I hate it? <laughs> but then after the first night, like when I got there that first day, like saw our kit, like, like it was like the first time you ever saw like a beautiful man that was into you or something. Like, uh-huh. you were like, like I oh my fucking God, like, love this more than anything. Like, I can't believe I'm about to get to do this right now. And like, I just like the brushes. We also had like makeup, the wax pot or combs, my scissors, like everything. I was like, this is like, I can't wait to learn this shit. And I've never fallen out of love with it. So I'm really lucky. I love that. I feel like your career job should be something you love. Like, and there's no shame if you want to work at McDonald's because you love flipping burgers. Like, I think you should be able to make a living doing that and like have a great time and live your life. Absolutely. Like, I love that you love hair and it and it shows. And like when you talk about hair and I like I've seen videos of you cutting hair and it just it just seems like you take great care and it makes you feel good making someone else feel good. It does. I also love like fixing something like with hair. Mm-hmm. Like when there's I love like the immediate gratification of especially like cutting or styling. Like when there's like a thing and you're like, why is that laying like that? And then like figuring mm-hmm. out like how to fix it. And then you're like, oh, like, feels really good. <laughs> but wait, sidebar, my husband and I have been fighting yeah. about something. Well, we've been fighting about McDonald's burgers, and you brought that up. Like, oh. he's British, so he doesn't understand, like, why McDonald's burgers, like, settle my stomach so much. But, like, if my stomach hurts, you know, <laughs> you've ever heard of, like, brat, you know, like, bananas, like. Yeah, bananas, raisins. Not raisins. Apples. Can't be raisins. raisins. Rice. Bananas, rice, <laughs> rice applesauce, toast, or whatever. <laughs> I was like raisins. I you think know, raisins like, settle you your like stomach. Shitting fire with like just like, <laughs> like, like, like but like McDonald's burgers for some reason. I was just curious if this was your experience or like any, if anyone else like resonates with this. If my stomach hurts and like if I'm feeling mm-hmm. weird, like McDonald's burgers and also like a Mexican pizza from Taco Bell really settles my stomach. That is wild. I truly do not no identify you? with that. No, McDonald's will will make me get the grumbles a little bit. So we'll Taco Bell, even though I love Taco Bell. Have you been to the Taco Bell Cantina in in uh, Vegas? I've been to the one in New York, the one in New York where you can get like oh. margaritas and stuff. Yes, where yeah. you can get like a Mountain Dew Arita. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I I really I unfortunately found an Uber Eats Taco Bell delivery that's like ten to twenty five minutes away from my house, and it's not oh, been great. Beautiful. But I. Yeah, Taco Bell, I think it's just because I've been eating it for so long. I think that I think my stomach just recognizes it. I think that must be what my mm-hmm. truth is. Because it's like, oh, this. Like, yeah, I know this. I know this. <laughs> this, thing. I know exactly what this is. Yeah, like, but let's double back. I didn't mean to. We can process. Oh, I just want to double back to Simone Biles. What was it like meeting her? I am sure people have asked you this a thousand times, but she is so incredible. And I think, was it just the world, the world championship that just happened? And I'm just watching her fly through the air in this insane way. And I'm like, is she nice? Is she humble? Oh yeah, so nice, so humble. I'm so embarrassed. I was, I was, I was so embarrassing. I was so embarrassing. I was such a fangirl. I was. <laughs> I'm still. I actually just shudder thinking about the day that we spent together because I was <laughs> so embarrassing. Like I, 
Um, this was like September of 2020. It was actually the first production that I did like in the COVID era, like when there was like zones mm-hmm. and it was like the first time that I'd like gone yeah. back to work. And so I just had been like kind of shut in the house for a long time. And poor Simone was like not the best person for me to be like unleashed upon for my first time out of the house. Um, mm-hmm. I was really wanting to know who she thought was going to make the 2020 Olympic team. So uh-huh. I would say for her, it probably felt like a day of interrogation. Like I was like, <laughs> what if this happens? What about this person? What about these scores? What about their consistency? What about, and she like, and her, and her coach was with her, Cecile Landy, who I love. Um, I remember mm-hmm. watching her in the 1996 Olympics for France. And she was so sweet. And she kind of just kept stepping in whenever I was like being too much with Simona. She's like, oh my God, I'll talk mm-hmm. to you about your relentless thirst for knowledge with gymnastics. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Cecile was like really good, but Simone was so sweet, so nice. She was such a good sport. Like she was so patient with me. She was like really nice. Um, there was one clip that we had to shoot where we both had to like, she had to hold the splits on the balance beam for like the longest time. And she was just like sitting there in the splits, like mm-hmm. no complaining. I was on a harness oh and I God. had to, I had to jump up and cause I can do the splits. And I did all my mm-hmm. own stunts for that whole commercial. Like, I'm the one doing that gymnastics. I'm the one hanging from I the bar. It. Like, I did, which also was partly of like, they had a stunt double for me to do that, like, tumbling pass. And I was like, ain't no fucking glued on ain't beard. No way. No, Simone's right ain't here. No way. I've been working my mm-hmm. whole fucking life to do this right now. And in fact, they were like, can you do round off two back handsprings to a mark? Cause they needed me to do it and like land right next to Simone. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I do that all the time. Like, it's always in my training. I do gymnastics to mm-hmm. a specific point, um, which is not a total lie. Because when you're learning to do a new skill, you have to, like, <laughs> be able to, like, do it. Like, you know, like, the pit, like, the foam pit? Like, you, you, like you'll like you do yeah. it into the pit. So you will have to mark, like, where your round off or where your back handspring ends so that you can, like, pound off the floor but then land into yes. the pit, you know? And land in the pit, yeah. So, like, I know how to mark. So that's called, like, marking. So, like, I was, like, so in my head, when they asked me if I could do that, I was, like, yeah, of course I can do it to a fucking point. I'm not some sort of fucking brand new idiot. Of course I can. I'm fucking gymnast. Um, but then in my head, mm-hmm. I was like, girl, that's just like when you're going to learn a new skill in the pit. Like, you've marked something lots of times. So I just was like, okay, don't watch this first one, Simone. And then I also whispered to her. I was like, Simone, if it seems like I'm careening off course and tumbling crooked, like, towards you, like, absolutely dive. Like, get out of the <laughs> fucking way. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure I can go in a straight line. But, like, and she was like, okay. Um... But I did it, like, literally six or seven times. Like, we reshot that. Like, so when I'm sweating, if you go back and look, and I'm, like, I'm just drenched mm-hmm. in sweat. When she's like, is that my leotard? That's I'm like, I'm real. I'm like, I'm like, uh-huh. And I'm just, like, pouring because it's September in Culver City. And the makeup mm-hmm. artist couldn't be touching me up every time because it was COVID. So I'm just, like, so sweaty. Then we were, like, hanging upside down on a bar together for, like, three hours or, like, the longest time. And then holding mm-hmm. these splits. And I'm, like, harnessed in. Yeah, it was, like, such a crazy experience, like, doing that with her. And also there was, like, a photo shoot that we did where we had to, like, sit on this balance beam together. And I was like, man, why do I have to sit in a balance beam with a leotard next to Simone Biles in a leotard? Like, just there is no amount of, there is no amount of, like, 
sitting up more or like arching my back more like yeah, while holding like a meatball. Yeah, but your body is beautiful and I get, I get that it is. When you're, I get that it is. And I'm a body positive girl and I'm a health and size girl as well. But I'm just saying to anyone out there, if you want to go fucking sit in a goddamn leotard next to Simone Biles in front of like 50 fucking people on a balance beam, it's just not the most like... I'm. I just like I deserved like an actressing for that or something like I, like the way that I no. felt comfortable and stuff. But I'm like, oh, just like the best, most outstanding athlete of literally all time. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. I'm also, I'm pretty like body neutral. But if I was sitting in a leotard next to Simone Biles, I would be like, all of the choices I have ever made in my life are now flashing before my eyes because it's like mm, I could have been a gymnast. Like. Could have had a peak body in physical superiority. And I said, no, thank you. And they're all like giving me like a piece of pizza to like hold, you know, like as I'm eating it on the balance. But Simone's like holding a gigantic meatball on a fork. Like it was just like, it was like such an odd, it was like all like, it really was like the, it was like such a surreal experience. But I had so much fun getting to talk to her about gymnastics. I do think I impressed her with my encyclopedic knowledge of like you at team USA, like gymnastics and just like Olympic stuff mm-hmm. and world stuff, like world gymnastics history stuff and like skill names and, and things like that. But I had so much fun with her and I think they would have to like double her price to get her to come back for like a round two. Cause <laughs> I was so annoying. I really was like, I wasn't even on 12. I was on, like, Infinity. I mean, I'm sure she found it endearing. No, I think she, like, needed a good break. I think she needed, like, two days off after that. Like, no, she could, like, she would be, she'd be like, okay, I'm going to go to my trailer. Like, she didn't have to, like, I was like, she needed to escape. Because I was like. That's so like, and funny. And on her way to her trailer, like, you're like, wait, wait what thing? do you think about? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, Jonathan, I have a question. We've come close to the end. Um, what is some advice that you would give the single people out there? I would say that, you know how we always say that, like, each person is so unique and, like, individual. Like, you know, we're all so unique. Like, everyone's different. Well, mm-hmm. one thing I feel like we don't talk about that much is that, like, so are relationships. Like, everyone's relationship is as unique as there are people in the world. And obviously we ask for advice from our friends and like trusted people and stuff. But I think especially like in the salon and just like salon and the media on Instagram, TikTok, wherever, like there's a lot of relationship advice, like fuck after this long, you know, fuck right away. Like don't, you know, there's Mm -hmm. a lot of advice around sex, emotions, what type of, like there's a lot of advice. And I think that so many times that advice, while it's well-intentioned, it was really based off of that person's experience or that person's observation, which is not your experience or necessarily your observation. So I think like, I don't think we give ourselves enough leeway in terms of like even vetting potential partners, because if a friend is like, oop, that's this or that, or if we see this thing on Instagram, you're like, you know, like in Cosmo, it'd be like 37 ways to like, make sure you get Mm -hmm. a man or whatever, which is like really toxic in the nineties. I think that when we, like, are so aware of how much advice there is, like, you end up missing out on, like, maybe your own intuition or, like, your own feeling. Mm-hmm. And so just remember, like, relationships are unique as you are. I really like that. I think that is really insightful. Um, also, I had a conversation with a friend last night 
where they were talk- we were talking about a mutual friend and they were like, oh, I think I'm going to stop seeing this person because they started doing something and I don't, I don't love that thing. Like they started taking this, this like class and I'm like not feeling it. And I was like, and I had seen this on Instagram, so I shared it with them. And I know Instagram has a ton of things, but it was like, don't let the ick stop you from having a relationship with somebody. Like you're not going to like a hundred things about somebody, but if you like 10 things and don't like two, that's, a pretty good batting average because not everything's going to be a hundred percent. So don't let this like one thing scare you out of a relationship. Cause I think, um, uh, on top of not realizing that every single relationship you're going to be in is different. I think we all think that this person's going to be the end all be all and be this person who gives you a hundred percent of what you need. And like you were saying earlier, you want to shit with the door open and Mark, right? Your, your husband's name is Mark. Yeah. Mark can't give that to you because he can't be there and give you the privacy that you need to shit with the door open. So like that is something that like you deal with and that's and it's okay. You just go, man, I wish one day I could shit with the door. And you can when he leaves. And then when he comes back, you go back to I just I love is beautiful and I can't wait till I have love. Um, I think I'm ready for it. I think. I don't know. I think you are too. You're like stunningly beautiful. You are so fucking successful and you have so much to give, honey. I want, I just, you know what I think though? I'm actually not going to say that because I'm about to give you advice and I don't think we, like, I just, I just, I just want him, or, because you only date men, right? Or do you date? Um, do you only date men? I date men mostly, but the door is open for non binary trans uh, women because I think it's really strange to say, I close the door on this, where you never know what could happen. You could meet someone that you never thought you would be attracted to, and you're going to say no to something maybe beautiful because you live in this weird binary where, like, you have to be with the opposite sex or the same race as you or same ideology as you, whatever. I I fully, but it's not like I go out looking. Do you know what I mean? I usually look for men because that's usually what I'm attracted to, but I have been attracted to many different types of people. Yes. Um, which I guess you could say I'm pansexual, but I yeah. do not identify as that. I identify mm. as Nicole because I think saying I'm straight is uh, actually sick. I think anyone who identifies as straight is a fucking weirdo. <laughs> and it's embarrassing. You're just straight. You don't like no kind of flavor. <laughs> so yeah, I'm out. I'm just out here looking for love. Yeah, I I just was going to say like, you strike me as someone who can be can be a caretaker like when we like because i mean when did we meet like we did gay of thrones in like 2000 and like yeah 14 or 15 or something like Like, yeah i feel like i've known you for a long time i feel like you're so Mm -hmm. sweet i feel like you're really caring with people around you it's a long time i feel like you're just very caring and sweet and you're also i think you're very loyal like you really are so like you've had all the same friends for like a long time so I just want you to have a partner that is as caring and like can like take care of you as good as you can take care of them. I like that. I I would love that too. Yeah, that's all. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, Jonathan, thank you. you so much for being here. Do you have anything that you want to promote? Uh, getting curious, my podcast out every Wednesday, and we actually just 
uh, added two new shows to our universe, which is pretty curious, which is our beauty-based podcast. That's every other Monday. And then Curious Now is my news-based podcast, um, which is the first bit is like headlines that even straight people are talking about. And then that's like my take on the main headlines. And then like Mm -hmm. the second bit is like the gay agenda, which is like the stories that I want people to be talking (laughs) about. Um, And then Mm -hmm. it's like, my take on like on your radar with Britney Spears. And that's like the stories I want to be on your radar. Um, And then we go into like a much shorter interview. Our first few I'm curious now, like I was having trouble doing like I was talking for way too long, which oops. Uh, But the goal is to get like curious now. I'm pretty curious, more like 40 minutes. And then our getting curious Mm -hmm. is like, you know, a little more than an hour. So that's always happening. And GVN hair, uh, we love all the GVN hair things. We're at Sephora, and you can follow us on GVNHair or at GVNHair on Instagram and TikTok. And yeah, no, I think that's all. I'm just like a hot slut out in these, you know, hot slutty times trying to keep my head on my shoulders, really. I love that. Okay. Ooh, I ask all my um, guests this. I've missed it a couple times, but I try to remember. Would you date me? Absolutely. Especially if we could have, like, a sexually open relationship so that, like, we could both still, like, have sex with people. But I would date you, like, just in fucking... And I think we could do, like, some heavy petting and, like, sitting next to each other. <laughs> I'll take it. Maybe even some, like, group stuff. I don't know. Like, maybe we'll some get... Some group a, stuff? A little Yeah, maybe a little group orgy? stuff. Yes. Like, yeah. Ooh, a little freaky. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Um, If you like this episode of Why Won't You Date Me, you can like it, you can rate it, you can subscribe, give me like five stars. And if you write to why won't you date me podcast at gmail.com with something hitting on me, something nasty, I will read it. So this person said, first things first, I'm going to slather you up with my boy butter and slide you across my mom's dining room table. Then I'm going to slide you into the bedroom because I'm real good at sex. I pull out my Monsters Inc. scream draining machine. Well, I don't know what that is. And attach it to your dirty whore mouth. I eat your pussy so good that you scream in, into my machine and power the whole city. I solve the climate crisis and you come real hard. Lots of love. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Why Won't You Date Me with Nicole Byer is produced by me, Mars. It's executive produced by Adam Sachs, Nick Liao, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, with talent bookings by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, and Maddie Ogden. Got a question, crazy dating story, or a dirty message for Nicole? Write it to Why Won't You Date Me podcast at gmail.com for a chance to have it featured on a future show. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week with a brand new episode. Bye-bye. This has been a Team Coco production. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com.
Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com.